What a treat. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to December the 29th, 2017, this edition of Colorado Inside Out Live. And I haven't said it for a long time. I'm your host, Peter Boyles. I was two radio stations ago, and we're getting the band back <laughs> together again. We're celebrating the end of our historic 25th season with a special look ahead for the 2018. This is a deal special guest who've been part of this show for a long, long, long time. And again, introduce our contestants, ladies and gentlemen, in this corner. She is the heart and soul of this radio, excuse me, of this radio station, the heart and soul of this television show since its conception. I had to ask for a show September the 12th, 1992. She has been here for almost every one of them. I love her dearly, immense respect, Patricia Calhoun. Thanks, you, Peter. You look as good as you did the first time. Thanks for doing it. Next, and I always <laughs> say, it's like when, when uh, Kennedy said, Jefferson dines alone. Smartest guy that's ever been at this table, ladies and gentlemen, the talented David Copel. And he always um, dines alone. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it was going to start. Yeah. <laughs> my colleague and my friend, Craig Silverman, is here. You joined the show. When did you come on? Uh, 1996, after a failed attempt to be Denver Dia. That was it. That's when you came on. Kevin Flynn, of course, is now because he's transitioned into becoming an Irish politician. <laughs> Couldn't now, find legitimate work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the newspapers weren't bad enough. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one of my dearest friends and one of the best, Councilman Kevin Flynn, thank nice. you. This man has been in and out of how many political campaigns do you think you've been part of? I uh, don't want to count them, but all in the past. <laughs> you are now in uh, seclusion? or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you, Eric Sonderman, what are you doing for real now? What am I doing for real? Doing, uh, running my mouth, doing some consulting, That's what but, I uh, but uh, no campaigns. You're out of the campaign industry altogether? I've been out of the campaign industry a good long time. Penn's taking your place? Although I see the money in campaigns these days, and I wonder why. <laughs> and last but not least, you know, we've never worked together on this No, show. we haven't done a show together and before. I, I, he is. He's a wonder. He's a good, 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 good man. I think I first met you. You, you were running for mayor or governor? Yeah, mayor. 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 Yeah, in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, a decent good man, Penn Tate. Thanks for doing Thank this you. as well. Glad to be here. It makes me feel really good. Topic one, jump ball. 2018 will be a big election year in Colorado. The nation will be there as well. Let's start looking at what we think the wave will look like in 18. Who do the Dems bring? Who do the Repubs bring? What happens? What happens in Colorado? Ms. Calhoun. Well, first of all, we're going to have to wait and see if there are any male politicians who can still run, who will still be, still, still be around in oh. 2018. Uh, Roy Moore will probably still be waiting, challenging the results of the Alabama election. But here in Colorado, we are going to have a wild ride. I don't think what happens nationally with the Democratic wave, which I think will be pretty strong in 2018, I think Colorado will be all about who the gubernatorial candidate is, not the Dems, not the Republicans per se, but who they're going to be. There's a, there's a thing they say at the track, pick them. So right now, your best bet, who's against who for the job? Polis versus Tancredo, Ooh. which would be one of the wildest races ever. Two out of three falls, loser leaves town in a cage match. <laughs> Tancredo, Polis. Mm -hmm. David. 
all the signs are for a, an immense Democratic wave. If you look at uh, things like the generic ballot, the Dems are plus 13 in that. In years when we've had Republican waves, like, like 2010, um, the advantage in the generic ballot didn't even open up to anything close to that until a couple weeks before the election. <laughs> We're a year out, and they're like that, is, is either a huge sign or a sign maybe the Dems are peaking too early. That's sort of the only thing that... But pick, uh, pick the gubernatorial. Um, Versus. Polis, Polis and whoever emerges as the guy who can beat Tancredo. I think the Republicans will consolidate That's too easy. as they did last time. You've got to put money on the horse's nose. No, I don't. We've been through this. The 25th anniversary <laughs> show says that if you ask me a question, I don't know the answer, or it, um, I'm not going to say. I don't it's know. It's a prediction, but, David. It's not your bet in your life here. The prediction is it will be non-Tancredo. There's there are half a dozen out there who can establish themselves as the front runner against Tancredo. Whoever that is will win. Just just like so in the last Polis time. versus the field. Yeah, Polis versus whoever comes out strong out of the caucuses who can establish themselves as the leaders. Just like in uh, the, the primary four years ago, when people who say liked Scott Gessler uh, as their favorite, said, no, but I'm going to vote for Beaupre because Beaupre is the one guy uh, who's got the best chance of beating Tancredo. Big man. I don't think those half a dozen will consolidate. So I predict Tom Tancredo will emerge because the rest will split it up. And Tom Tancredo is a force on the right uh, by himself. Jared, Jared Polis probably will emerge. It will be one of the most interesting races ever. But it depends on this blue wave. I see the blue wave coming, but there's a factor called Donald Trump, who's the greatest maker-upper ever. And right now he's down in the polls, but who knows what it will be by next November. If the economy is really good, then maybe Donald Trump will be better regarded. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that in 2018, Alabama, of all places, will have a Democratic senator. And I think uh, that's going to happen. Uh, I think that the blue wave, they talked about New Jersey and Virginia. But look at what happened in Douglas County in Colorado. A conservative district, conservative school board voted out 60-40. I see that blue wave coming. Kev. Mm -hmm. Uh, the generic ballot in 538 is a little tighter than David had it. I don't know what your source was, but 538 has it about 11 points, uh, 49 to 38. But there is a question of it peaking uh, a little early, uh, to tell you the truth. And how many times have Democrats said, this is our year, we thought we'd take the, you know, we were going to take back but the But it's Senate, in Colorado, it's the other way around. Republicans have always said it's their year, and it yes. hasn't been their uh, year since. So you remember when a wave crests too early out from the shore, it doesn't really reach the, the sand. Gubernatorial right? picket. Uh, I, I am... This, these fields in both parties are, in my view, so evenly spread, other than in the Republican side you have Tancredo, who I view, I don't know that I agree, I, I'd love to know what you meant when you said Trump is the greatest maker-upper, because there's a couple ways you can take, you <laughs> can take that. Okay. Uh, but uh, there's a populist streak going through the nation right now, and, and uh, Tancredo taps into that. Uh, but I see Cynthia Kaufman and maybe even Walker Stapleton as the establishment side who can consult. Remember, this state did not go for Trump in, the, in the Republican. My point. As the, they, they were, we were Ted Cruz. My point. During, during the uh, primary they, they season. They couldn't bring Colorado in for exactly, Trump. Exactly. So I don't know that that's a big factor here. Here's one for Eric, who's, again, one of these guys that reads the tea leaves. One of the guys that got hit the hardest in Alabama was Steve Bannon. 
Bannon's been whispering in Tancredo's ear. I'm serious. I think it plays out. And we're going to stay with the governor for another round as well. You pick him. I commented at the time that I think Tancredo may want to reassess who he's listening to here because Bannon, if Bannon can't pull it off in Alabama, where exactly can Bannon pull it off? Roy Moore, of course, is an incredibly damaged good. I think this blue wave, it's going to be like the ocean. It is going to be, the blue is going to be deep and it is going to be wide uh, and it is going to sweep across the country in an anti-Trump kind of vote. There's going to be a battle coming this next year for the heart and soul of the Republican Party because as lots of Republicans who have thrown in with Trump, as they see that election in 2018 looming, they're going to try to put distance between themselves and Trump, which is not what we've seen so far. Gubernatorial race, I actually sort of identify with David here, which is it's silly to um, predict what we really truly don't know. I'll go out on a limb and say the nominee will not be Tancredo. I think his floor and his ceiling are about the same. He has a floor that he doesn't go beyond, but he also has a ceiling that he doesn't go above, and I don't think the ceiling is high enough. Uh, either Stapleton or Kaufman, maybe slight advantage Kaufman. Democratic side, Polis has all the advantages, but uh, there could be a sleeper, and that sleeper could be Michael Johnston. Oof. Yes, sir. Coach? Uh, you know, I, I see the blue wave also, but I think it means something different in Colorado because you remember not only did Republicans go for Cruz, but Democrats went for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And so I think that is part of more of a populist wave mm-hmm. than it is a Democratic wave. So if I had to call it today, I'd say it's Kaufman on the Republican side. I think wow. Tancredo was radioactive. Um, I think the Bannon factor is going to just destroy him with Coloradans because even Colorado Republicans are not as extreme as Steve Bannon and Donald Trump in that whole batch. So I think Tancredo's out. I think he'll show well initially. He'll, you know, he'll probably get 20-some percent or something and, 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 and level off. And I think Kaufman's got the, 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 the best room to, to grow. And on the other side, um, I think it's Lynn for the Democrats. Ooh, there is a sentiment ball. among Democrats that Jared um, could win a primary but can't win statewide. Ooh. And a number of Democrats are concerned that if he's the nominee nominee on the Democratic Party, he loses to anybody but Tancredo. That's why I'm glad so, I'm here. And, and so I see some movement afoot in the Democratic side to push someone yeah. out there other than Jared Polis. S- s- the best of my knowledge, Cynthia Kaufman doesn't even have a website up. Come back around well, the table. it's still early. All right. But let's remember, not the politically connected party members, but everyone else who might go vote in the primary. And people are still peeved over how parties have been mismanaged across the country and here in Colorado. So it may be that some people say, if we don't consolidate behind Cynthia Kaufman, we're not going to win the governor's race. But there are going to be a lot of people who are peeved enough that they're not going to want to listen to what the Republican strategists are saying. They'll go for what they want. We still have to remember that Tom Tancredo got 35 percent of the vote, over 35 percent, as an independent. No, I know. Running against Hickenlooper, who was certainly more centrist than most of the Democrats. See, I'm with you. Come back around. Um, Bannon is, I don't know if Bannon's damaged goods right now, but they had a lousy candidate in Roy Moore. They uh, had a lot as a candidate because Bannon picked him as the candidate. He picked no, they're, they're the, the worst of the they, possible they, they order. Well, the primaries picked him. But. Uh, no, but it was Bannon got involved on Roy Moore's side oh, and, and, that, and put him. He's, he's, the he's, voters of Alabama. Bannon has a, a, a quite an eye for uh, scurrilous talent. Um, and, and Tom is not scurrilous. <laughs> I was going to say. But, uh, and there's a lot of th- ways he's, he's a very strong candidate on paper. He's... Uh, maybe the most intelligent candidate on either side. He's an outstanding debater. He's very well informed on on a multitude of issues. And if you look at his 
life record, uh, including in Congress. He has a lot going for him uh, as an education reformer. Uh, you know, uh, nobody, uh, his pro-Taiwan work in Congress, uh, the Sudan Peace Act, which he passed in Congress, but partly because of how he presents himself, all anybody knows about him is the immigration issue, and I don't... That, that has mixed results in Colorado, um, but it, it's, it's too much of a, a one-note thing. And the way he got into this race of Colorado Springs Mayor John Southers irresponsibly <laughs> refused to provide police protection for an event that, that Trump, uh, that, that Tancredo was speaking at, and he's got every right to be mad at that, but that's not a reason to run me, for governor and be a kamikaze. Let, let me curveball the, the table. If you were whispering in somebody's ear, what two things would you tell them to stay away from? in Colorado? Uh, gun control. There's it's one. Uh, Number two? Pot. Well, Tom, Tom has been, to his credit, a courageous right. leader on that and, and bucked his party. So, yeah. you know, if, if he would be talking more about that and less about, uh, you know, the, the more toxic stuff, uh, he'd be in a stronger position. Same questions. Craig. Well, I agree on gun control, and uh, Tom takes away the marijuana issue. A lot of the other Republicans don't. Penfield said that Tom is radioactive. He's active on the radio, and he's not afraid to come on all of our shows. See? See? Cynthia Kaufman, she's oh. been in hiding of late. Donna Lynn, nobody's ever met her. I know you're all in for Donna Lynn, but the rest of us have never met her. Maybe she'll come out of her shell. Cynthia Kaufman was introduced into this race by doing a Channel 4 piece with Sean Boyd, wife of Raj Chohan, who we should mention here in Colorado Inside Out. And Sean Boyd identified her as pro-choice. Now, I'd vote for pro-choice Republican, but some of my colleagues wouldn't. That's radioactive to a lot of the Republican Party. And uh, if you think a pro-choice Republican is going to win the nomination, I don't know. Kev. One thing that we're leaving out right now that we need to talk about is that this will be the first primary year that unaffiliated voters right. will have a mod what everybody expects to be a moderating influence on the outcome. So that takes away from the far who, who do you reaches think, of who the do left you, or the right. Who do you think? I've had this conversation with people I respect. Who do you think the Democratic Party wants to the Republican Party to be the candidate? Who do you think? Who do you Terrible think? The, Tom. Absolutely. <laughs> I walked absolutely. into a south down in my council yeah. district. I walked into a, a Southwest Denver a Republican meeting yeah. uh, a couple of months ago, and and Tom walked right in with me. Oh. He's making the rounds. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's hitting all the he's hitting all the right places where he needs to be, uh, but that's exactly what I think the Democrats want to run against. They call it Operation Chaos, right? You go in and you pick the other guy. <laughs> exactly. So don't you think that the Democrats would love... Oh, of course the Democrats yeah. want to run against yeah. Tom. Right. Uh, Penn, and it's not active on the radio. It is. There's a degree of radioactivity. I don't see no scenario, even in a neutral year, in a decent Republican year, that Tom Tancredo can be elected governor of the state. This is a light blue state, but it's going to be a dark blue year. The Republicans are going to have to roll an inside straight for the nomination to be worthwhile for anyone, whether that's Stapleton or Kaufman. If it is Polis, Polis has some vulnerabilities that the other Democrats don't have. But if it's deep enough blue, uh, if, the, if the, the blue shade of the year is deep enough, Polis can get elected governor here. Uh, the, the, the Republicans are about to stay on this losing streak. I mean, uh, can, I, can I put a twist on that? Put a how, twist on. How it. smart was George Brockler to lay out? 
Probably smart. I think so too. Uh, because this is not a Democrat, excuse me, not a Republican not. year. And the, the, the Republicans have only held that governor's office eight out of the last 44 years. Oh, I know. That streak's about to continue. But Colorado has morphed enormously in, since John Love, or at that time. Yeah. By the way, do you, either one, does anybody think that, that if we ran any of the old Republicans, They'd have a chance. Any well, they the couldn't get the nomination this, with the Republican Party the way it is exactly. now. Exactly. Uh, John Love sure couldn't. No. John Vanderhoof couldn't. No, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. They're too moderate. Could Roy Romer get it? Um, Romer could still get a Democratic nomination. He he wouldn't get a Republican nomination. No. Mm -hmm. No, but would would could Romer still get the nod? If he... oh sure, I think he could. Okay. I think I th he was always progressive enough. Okay. And uh, uh, a voracious campaigner. Oh. He I mean he was good and he was good with people. So Romer could get that nomination. Kevin wanted to put it I, and then Patty. I think we're, uh, sorry to jump in on this, uh -huh. but I you know, I think with the Me Too movement, I don't know about Romer uh, whether he be whether his past <laughs> wouldn't be looked at more tightly than it was before, but. Don't forget uh, Donna Lynn and Carrie Kennedy in the yeah. Democratic field, That's absolutely right. and Cynthia Coffin. I think this is this could be a year that a woman uh, that we have two female candidates. Wow. for governor. Ms. Calhoun. But of course, in the Dems, there are two female candidates, so yes. they could wind up canceling each other out. If you want to bring up an old uh, politician who would be perfect now, look at Dick Lamb. I just pro-choice, anti-Olympics. We've got another Olympic bid yeah. coming. I just talked to him. People are mad. People are mad about Amazon. Dick Lamb came out yeah. against that. They're mad about the Olympics, maybe uh, an Olympic move again. And yeah. he really speaks, I think, to Colorado again What's right now. What's your biblical line of profit in his own land? Yeah. I mean, I love, yeah, I but I mean, Dick Lamb is my friend and mentor, and that's how I got my start. But with all due respect, he couldn't get a nomination. There is no way no, in the he, world no, Dick Lamb could get it. He'd be a very fantastic because, candidate in a general election uh, in this climate, but he couldn't grand, get either party's nomination. He's a grand old man. One with them, we're going to jump. No matter how moderate a Republican is, they will be tarred as extremists, and that, that includes John Love, you know, great moderate governor, uh, Roy Romer at the time was saying, oh, John Love is this crazy Goldwater Republican. All right, no election year goes by without drama. We're hearing it at the table. We have a new AG, a new congressman, CD2, among the many possibilities, ballot issues beyond the governor's race. What else will make the headline in next year's election? Wow. Craig, this is yours. Well, let's talk about George Brockler because he is not laid out. He it wants to be the attorney general in Colorado, and that big blue wave could swallow up a good candidate like George. Plus, there are no cherries on the other side. So many good candidates. I predict Phil Weiser may emerge. He's got the most money. He's got the CU Law uh, credentials. He was the dean. And Melissa Hart from CU Law School, just named the new Supreme Court justice. Look for the Colorado Supreme Court. It takes quite a left turn with Alice and I'd replaced by Melissa Hart. Kev. Hmm, okay. But if there is a populist undertone, don't count Joe Salazar out on the Democratic right. side. Uh, running against, if he were to get the nomination, running against an establishment Republican. If, if there is this populist wave going on, who's more populist than Joe Salazar. And just for full disclosure, his campaign manager worked on my campaign as well, just to lay that out there. But uh, uh, there's a couple other things going on on the ballot next year that could get on as far as initiatives. There's an initiative to limit growth yeah. statewide uh, that may be circulated soon. There's an initiative to uh, repeal Amendment 71 
which is the one that made it more difficult to get things on the ballot, uh, for real people to get things on the ballot, I should, I should say. And there's also an initiative out there to lower the age to serve in the legislature from 25 to 21. Eric. I think two big stories, Congre CD6, the Kaufman district. Mm. Kaufman has proven himself immune to challenge after challenge, but if this wave is big enough, Jason Crow, who's the likely Democratic candidate, is attractive. He's not tarnished with a lot of politics. Secondly, the battle for the legislature. There are a whole lot of Dems around the Capitol right now who just want to roll the dice, not do anything this next year, thinking that in 2019 there'll be a Democratic governor and two Democratic houses, and they'll control all the levers. Penn. You know, you look at CD2, which you started with. You've got Jonah Goose, who has the potential to be the first African-American elected yeah, to Congress yeah, from Colorado. Yeah. Um, don't see anybody lining up on the Republican side that's going to be able to take him out, and he's got a head start on everybody. Um, the AG's race is interesting. I agree with Kevin. Um, I think people are overlooking Joe Salazar mm -hmm. and that populist wave. I mean, he was one of the first early um, and very out front Bernie folks. And so if that wave carries, that could carry him to the Democratic nomination and could carry him through the election cycle uh, to become the next AG. What you're telling me is the Republican Party is screwed. Well, and, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I mean, it's this consensus but, at this but, table. But, but many uh, of these are self-inflicted wounds. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, it's, not it's the Roy Moore selection. Yeah, no. and, 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 and I think the Republican Party is just nuts well, if they give Tancredo the nomination. And they should have nominated Jack Graham to be their Senate candidate before. My contention is that Donald Trump destroyed the Republican Party, rightfully so. And like the Phoenix bird, something's going to show up. But what you're saying, or Ms. Calhoun, what the, what's well, the theme of the question? Well, the Republican Party already had trouble in Colorado yeah. before Donald Trump yeah. came along. Now it just makes it yeah. even trickier. Yeah. I want to go with some of the mad citizens. So we're going to see a lot of growth amendments, both locally and I think there will be a statewide move to limit uh, you know, if Amazon winds up coming here, I still wouldn't be surprised if people do an, like like an anti-Olympics initiative you know, I think against right. Amazon. I think people are just mad, and they're mad at the powers that be, and they're mad at the parties, and people have to remember I, that. I could not agree more. We're under five minutes. David. Here's what won't be talked about, but should. The public entire employee's retirement system, which is on its way to bankruptcy, can't even come close to paying its obligations. Uh, as report after report shows, other than, than phony things with phony numbers coming out of the people who don't want to fix anything, and that is going to take Colorado off a fiscal cliff one day, and nobody wants to do anything about it, seriously. Craig, take a final comment, and we're going to go to disgrace or something I nice. I think that uh, growth is a big issue. The candidate who says, I can do something about I-25, I-70, they have a leg up. You know what? That's well said, too. We come, this is always my favorite part of the show, disgraces, say something nice was always difficult. So we're, uh, we're right under a couple of minutes on this one. I think we'll just start like we began with Ms. Calhoun. Disgrace or something nice, global, national, prediction, anything you'd like to add after all these years? Well, I think it's pretty easy to say that the disgrace, continuing disgrace will be the Donald Trump White House. Ooh, a global prediction. Uh, the chaos that will be caused by the Donald Trump White House globally, <laughs> that you just can't tell what is going to happen with international policy out of that place. David. Jews will continue to emigrate from Germany and Sweden and other places that have decided to replace the Jews, who were one of the builders of European civilization, uh, with barbarians uh, from Syria, uh, Palestinians who firebomb uh, synagogues, and the government makes excuses for Where it. will they go? Israel. They'll go back to Israel. Craig. I think the disgrace is 
Trump derangement syndrome. Look around. It's not that bad. I understand his personality is quirky, but I voted for the guy, and if it was him against Hillary again, I'd make the same vote. Something nice about someone. <laughs> uh, I'll a say joke. something nice about David for caring about the Jewish people. What's going on in Malmo, Sweden, for example, in Europe, of all places, Europe with their anti-Semitism, it's going to be the death of them. My national prediction is personal. I predict that out in California in June, I will have twin grandchildren. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and and my uh, uh, my local prediction is that you know today uh, it was announced that we are uh, going to establish an, an exploratory committee for to go after the Winter Olympics. And I believe, as Patty was getting at, that this will feed right into the whole ditch the ditch the whole uh, anti-growth, affordable housing, gentrification issue, and it'll allow all those groups to combine and oppose it. Two minutes. A couple yes, real quickies. Year two of the Trump administration will be more chaotic, if that is possible, than year one. Secondly, there will be a Supreme Court vacancy, and the battle over that will make all previous battles look uh, tame and pale by comparison. Ooh. What a dire. Yes, sir. Local, say something nice. We talked about Para earlier. The longtime executive director, Greg Smith, died suddenly. Wonderful man. Um, tough job. Um, and it's, it's just sad to see that happen. And my condolences to his family. Um, prediction nationally, sort of on David's theme, but I take it broader. There is a surge of nationalism in all of these countries that is disturbing. And it is, I think, building to a fever pitch. Um, Trump ramps it up in, in, in this country in a very uncomfortable and unflattering and dangerous way. And his behavior is being emulated throughout a bunch of European countries because I think he gives them all a pass. And I think that is a problem. And I agree with Patty. The, the national disgrace will continue to be Trump year two. Since I sat here last time, I now have a grandson. And, Isn't it fun? And you should have them first. You know what? There's a line from Mark Twain. Mark Twain said, the reason that grandparents and grandchildren love each other so much, they share the common enemy. <laughs> and you wait, and I think there's, I don't know if anybody else is a granddad at this table or grandma, but it is the most wonderful thing, Flynn. Hang on. And this will be five and six. Oh, my, my grandson's name is Liam, and he's my guy. We're tight. That is all the time we have for tonight. Thank you. It's so great to be back here. Thank you, Dominic, for allowing me to do this. And for Heather, I enjoyed this. Look ahead at 2018. It was great to get the band back together and celebrate the end of our big 25th year. This is a wonderful place, Channel 12, you guys. The show goes on. Uh, again, I'm back on the radio side, 710 KNUS, back on Monday morning. But I want to get Penn to come and do the radio show with me. I swear, I'm sitting there, we got to do this. We'll, we'll and everybody else. we got to do everybody one at a time. Here at Colorado Public TV, I'm Peter Bowles. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for watching tonight. And tell a friend. And we'll do one of these guys every day in the next in the month of January. Thanks, you guys, very much. Good night.
excuse, okay, but 25 years being affiliated with the show. Okay, great. Oh, shit. You like that? I love this. We should have said this live. Let's do this. With Flynn, maybe. <laughs> Copel, no question. Ruin Copel. Ruin Copel's life. You remember, do you remember? I, I wish I'd have. <laughs> Young guy. Who was the guy that said to Klan branded him? Was it Joe Rogers? No, George, George Brown. George Brown, Mr. Mott. Dick, uh, Dick Lamb's guy. Who was actually a pretty cool guy. I met him, liked him, and, you know, you didn't, don't say that, you know. <laughs> the, other, the other famous George Brown one was that so Klan went out of town. I got it. So and, he, and, he, and he pardoned pardon jail, put yeah, the guy in a joint. Hi, I'm Peter Boyles. This is Post Game. We see it on the uh, on the website. Welcome to December 29, 2017, Color and Inside Out Live, the Post Game. It's a special web exclusive production here on Channel 12. And lucky enough to get it, I'm Peter Boyles from 710 KNUS. We put the band back together again. These are the guys and men and women celebrating the end of our historic 29th season with a special look ahead for 2018. Some special guests who have been part of the show for the longest time, and it's been 25 years people being affiliated with this. I love this question. Nobody knows it's coming. How has being affiliated with Channel 12 and this show harmed your professional careers? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Calhoun, my secretary, Miss Calhoun. Right, exactly. I've been accused of being your secretary. So when I started here 25 years ago, I was the editor of Westward, and I'm still the editor of Westward. So I can say that has been um, no change. What has been interesting is People will return my phone calls now who wouldn't before because of the power of television and public television. People will get really scared about what we're going to talk about on this show, which is always really fun. They'll call and want to hype things that they want us to talk about. But, um, or why don't you? Right, exactly. You? Um, great yeah. moments, like when we had yeah. lunch with the lawyers for Brownskin Hyatt, <laughs> who had bought all the tapes from the show because they were scared about what we were talking about. True story. That was a great <laughs> Channel 12. True story. So I would say it has elevated my professional profile. For Ooh. 25 years, you're the heart and soul of this, and I hope 25 years from now, you're here and doing exactly what you're talking doing. Talking about right. pop. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> David. Has it harmed you? Well, like, like Patty, since the first time I showed up on Colorado Inside Out, since then, I've never gotten a promotion at work. <laughs> <laughs> it has certainly harmed my professional career in terms of ever being on Channel 6. Yes. Uh, I was on Channel 6 one time, and I found out that Channel 12 is uh, very loyal, but... Um, does not like anybody dating around with other uh, public TV stations. That's wonderful. Big man? Well, high blood pressure was my problem when Danny Newsom was at the table. <laughs> I God Dan. bless Danny Newsom. If you watch the 25th anniversary special, and everybody should, it was so well done. Danny turned out to be right about a few things, and yet we would get in spirited debates, and nothing about it was fake. And the other day, my youngest son said, Where'd you get that Emmy? And I was able to play the 1959 edition with David and Patty. 
and Kevin, and I was smoking cigarettes, and my kids <laughs> said, you smoke cigarettes? I got to play my father, my father's side, and I think he was honored by it. I hope he was. Here's to you, Pops. Kevin, Kevin now is the only guy, really, that ever worked on this job <laughs> that went on to a real job. I don't, I don't know. I looked at it the other way because, you know, I tell people, I, I think I can say this because we're only on the web, but I tell folks I used to cover the bastards. Now I am a bastard. <laughs> but, you know, but I wish all the bastards were like it, you. But it comes, it, it, you know, to be able to be in that position of being at the newspaper for all those years and to cover local government and then to be demoted into being part of it, I think this show, actually, I'll tell you what, when we knocked doors in southwest Denver, folks said, hey, I see you all the time on Channel 12. I'm going to vote for you. You know, I had people who oh. said, uh, oh, you worked at the Rocky Mountain News. I'm going to vote for you. Some people said, hey, you're Irish. I'll vote for you. Some people said, you're <laughs> Irish. I won't I was vote for you. Say. <laughs> but, but overall, I think, it, I think it's been a positive thing. That's wonderful. It really has. Eric, you've been on the show how many years? I don't know. Late, sometime in the late 90s I started. Oh. I can't track, I can't 20, track the date. 20, yeah, 20. Sure. Uh, I'll echo uh, Craig for one second. Uh, Danny Newsom is somebody a lot of our longtime viewers remember and know. They loved her. They hated her. Danny should be here today. I, I think our viewers need to understand she was invited, had a work conflict, couldn't do it. But Danny was one of those people, and I fought with her not as intensely as Craig or David, but I fought with her as well, but is a wonderful human being and even more so off the show. I, I told people that. I mean, they'd fight all the way out in the hall, out in the street, yelling at each other and get in the car and drive away. Next week, Herb's all right. Come on back in. Let's do it again. Exactly. I, I would just say, I don't know that it had an effect on my professional career. To the extent it did, it was probably positive. It had an effect on my personal life in the sense uh, my kids hated it because we'd be out in public, whether it was at a hockey game, a baseball game, out to dinner. And people, television is television, and so people recognize you and would come up and have a conversation. And it led to some of the most perfect eye rolls on the part of my then teenage kids that you could ever imagine. Coach. Uh, you know, uh, the, the impact uh, for me has been in uh, my political career. It's been interesting. Since I've been on the show, I've had people criticize me and say, how dare you say something nice about Lindsey Graham and John McCain. And I have to explain, nobody's wrong all the time. Even even they get stuff right. And then I've had some Democrats who have um, expressed some concerns that I have the nerve to criticize them on the air being a fellow Democrat. But it's all fair. A bunch of Democrats are wrong. I'll tell you a story, Erica. This is a true story. I'm a young kid disc jockey. Started out working with my mentor, Bob Lee. And we got to work with Dolly Parton. This is a true story. And Dolly had broken from Porter Wagner. That's how long ago this is. She was appearing by herself. And she came out and did the radio show with us on OKLEK on Hamden. And I've written about this. And when Dolly came in, she, we, we, we did 6 to 10. She came in about a quarter to 9 in limo. And it was like the motion picture of the birds. When, the, when she's sitting outside the schoolyard, then there's two birds, four birds, ten birds. Pretty soon the whole jungle, jungle gym is covered with birds. People start showing up in the parking lot because she was Dolly Parton. And we're working for a guy who said, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to get around Dolly. We're going to make a circle. We're going to get Dolly into the limo and get her out of here. She said, stop. She said, you see these people? She said, everything I have in life, I have from them because they recognize me. And I watched her walk out into that parking lot, when this is before cell phones, take pictures, sign autographs, because she knew that being recognized was everything. And the other person I saw do that, John Elway. And I watched John Elway at training camp in a golf cart, kids running up with footballs. No cameras around, he's by himself. And he's inking footballs. 
And I always thought, man, if you ever have the opportunity, somebody says, I like your show or I watch what you do, take 20 minutes, shake their hand, thank them, always leave a big tip. That's all the time we have for Colorado Inside Out post game this week. Leave us a comment, and I'm gone, so it's okay. I'll be back in 25 years. Dominic's got the con again. These guys are all going to do the radio show with us, so thank you all for watching. Happy New Year from everybody here at Channel 12. Thanks again.